Papercut podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to Papercut Podcast. My name is Jared Goshen. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we are here with Bailey Woods, aka House Panther. Yo! Chart <laughs> topper for the oh. Winnipeg radio station's House Panther. In the house. In the Panther. House. <laughs> oh my it's an apartment, but there's a panther in here. It's a home. <laughs> yeah, it's a home. It's a home. Is it pet friendly in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pet friendly home with House Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Tell us more about yourself. I'm, yeah, I'm Bailey Woods. I'm almost 25 in literally a week, which is terrifying. <gasps> when is your birthday? August 18th. I'm yeah. 17. Oh, nice. And I'm turning 25. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. We're like, Leo, like, Leo, Leo's a coming. I don't know. I, I don't know why I brought that up. I bring that up all the time, and I'm not into astro- astrology, but I think it's interesting. But I'm also yeah. Leo. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. like Persist I know nothing now. about my <laughs> sign. <Yeah. laughs> Neither do I. But uh, proud Leo. Yeah. Yes. All right, so are you going to celebrate together at Rainbow Trout? Yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah, you coming to Rainbow Trout? Oh I feel like I need to bring. Yeah. Cupcakes. Oh. Should I? Oh, I mean, I we wouldn't say no. Would be, I mean, we're not gonna yeah. say no to that in that... exchange for like beer or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, PB and J, Panther, Bailey, Jared. Oh, whoa, so cute. there'll be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches instead because I'm nice. capable of that. I'm not capable of cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. I like after I offered it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm yeah, it's like actually, actually my life. Really actually, I don't feel like baking. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we go look at the time. Yeah, if I made a peanut butter and jelly layered. Sandwich cake? Can I do that? Beautiful. You You could do it, and no doubt we would eat it. Oh, totally. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That sounds like something. Like that sounds like festival food. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm actually excited. I must. Yeah, I must. Okay, it's settled. It's settled. (laughs) So, other than basically (laughs) sharing our birthday, tell us a little bit Um, more about yourself. Yeah, no, I play in House Panther. I started it as kind of a solo project, and. Then when I realized I'm like when I wanted to start playing live shows, I was like I don't want to go by my name. I don't know. I just I don't know if I have like the confidence to do that. Um, and yeah, and then it kind of I started doing acoustic shows, and then Real Love actually asked me to play my first live show, which is I totally credit them to getting like making me kind of get my. I don't. Can you swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Getting we my shit together. You are swearing podcast. And kind of, like, that really forced me to get, like, people together and start jamming and making it into a band. Otherwise, I probably would have procrastinated doing that. And then, yeah, I haven't been playing as many uh, solo acoustic shows or anything, but that's pretty much how House Panther started. Um, and by the, the name of the band, I love cats. <laughs> wow, that's a great bio. I love cats. I'm almost 25. I'm a Leo. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich next that's, weekend. Yeah. All I that's care all about. I know for sure. That's all that's on the agenda. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you like houses, obviously. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I, w- no, I wish. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment, which I, I really love. Um, but it's, it's super lonely because it's my first time living on my own. It's been about a year. But... Um, my cat definitely helps. So that was kind of the inspiration for the for the band name when I was looking for things that uh, to. I don't, it's so hard thinking of band names. So it was just kind of an obvious obvious thing. This little pet moved in with me, and I'm like, let's call the band that, I guess. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. So do you play more, like, louder and freer in an apartment by yourself versus, like, living with people? Um, it's tough, because, like, when I was, uh, before this apartment, I was living in a dorm, and, like, that was kind of, you had to be, like, pretty quiet, um, and, like, so usually if I, most of the songs I would write sometimes or, like, figure out, um, at my parents' place, because they, they live out of town in Stonewall, and it was easy to kind of, um, if I wanted to take the songs from, like, acoustic to electric and just kind of jam out some parts, it was easier to do there. Um, now I find, like, through my interface, I'll write songs, so I'll just plug into my computer pretty much and, and write, um, because I do have a, kind of a neighbor that's very sensitive to sound, I guess, so <laughs> I have to be pretty conscious of that when I'm writing, which kind of sucks, because it's nice to just be able to pick up a guitar and just, you know, start playing instead of having to make sure everything's at a quiet level, but yeah. <laughs> Do you find that now that you're with a band, you have to find jam spaces? Um, actually, it's worked out really well. Um, Nick, who's uh, been my guitar player and synth player from the beginning, uh, he has a house with a few of uh, our mutual friends and everything, so there's a jam space in the basement, which we use, and a lot of people we jam with have spaces already, too, so it's it's really worked out, and I haven't had to, like, really pay for monthly places, which is awesome. It's just, um, yeah, I guess that's the, I think when we were younger playing in bands, it was tougher because like not everyone had, was like renting houses and stuff. And now it's like, there's benefits to being an adult other than bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very few, but yeah, that's one of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Very few benefits, yeah. but there's Cereal few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you find your singing voice, the voice that you use when oh. you perform. It's a little bit different than your speaking voice. Yeah. It's a little bit higher and, like, I don't want to say sweeter, but, like, in yeah. this sort of more naive, innocent place. Okay. And your voice is, like... Yeah, totally. It's kind of, like, lower and, like, monotone. It's, um... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, it is kind of... I'm, I'm like, it is weird, like, finding that, uh... Like, I didn't... I wish I could do, like, a a grungier sound with my voice, but it never <laughs> comes out. I was like, so it's always kind of, yeah, very, uh, like light. And I think it mostly comes from a place of like, I'm not a singer. So I, um, in grade nine, when I started kind of like writing stuff, I would like, I listened to a lot of like Tegan and Sarah growing up and stuff. And they were huge influences in, um, songwriting and, and, and stuff. And yeah, it was kind of mostly just coming out of a place I, I wasn't a singer and just finding keys that I could write in that didn't really challenge my voice too much. Um, but I still run into that problem where I'll write a song that's way too high to sing and I'll record it. And I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> like, I think that I can't believe I killed Marissa Cooper off. I recorded it like way too high for my voice and it hurts every time. And I'm like, I could just lower this. Like, it wouldn't be a problem. But. Apparently, I don't do that. <laughs> no, it's pushing you, so. Yeah, yeah, That's so cool. trying to, I definitely want to start trying more. Uh, I'm just singing from a very, like, comfortable place right now, and I'd like to kind of challenge my voice a little bit more as I kind of get used to singing publicly more. It was more just, like, me in my bedroom all the time and just doing recordings at home and stuff, so now I'm realizing, like, after touring and playing shows, it's like, I have to take care of my voice because I, I, like, we'll play a show and I'll lose my voice for, like, a day or it'll be like super scratchy and I'm like what am like I've never had to like think about this before so it's interesting I want to like look more into how to 
like properly push air out and, and sing because right now it's kind of it's like okay sweet I'll, I made it through a set and then like we played our set at real love and then like maybe two hours later I like had like a really scratchy chain smoking voice it's <laughs> like sweet you could do like a lounge singer yeah yeah <laughs> which, when we were away on tour actually kind of added a grungier sound which I was like okay this kind of worked out but it also hurts <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side if you don't go and get any coaching or anything like that yeah. you could have an interesting side project yeah that's true yeah. right it's like once you lose the voice and it's never the same yeah. <laughs> now I can do my grungier stuff yeah. <laughs> oh. it's like a forced um, transition yes, into like exactly. a new genre yeah. so I really grew as an artist when I lost my voice yeah entirely. when I like just totally ruined <laughs> myself like sing the old stuff. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait a couple days, my voice will be back. Yeah. Good again. We'll go back to that. <laughs> so, how was the transition from going solo to having a band? Was yeah. it hard? Um, when it first happened, I was like really nervous about. I'd never like. I guess it, it's weird as a solo artist. You feel like you're uh, when you're starting off that way. I didn't even really think I was gonna start playing shows that quickly, and then. Um, and it was like a lot of the songs I write come from like when I'm like super depressed too. So I'm like, oh god! All of a sudden now I have to like get up in front of a room and like sing to people, and then also like you know get a band together, and then they're like hearing the lyrics too. And I'm like, ah, this <laughs> is. Um, but so it's definitely like trying to just get comfortable with like being vulnerable and like having to teach people parts and stuff. And um, and I'm not. Uh, it's it's tough because like. I kind of am not a great leader, so I'm like, it was tough to like be like, hey guys, you want to be in this band and, and uh, help out and just because I don't really, I don't really know what I'm doing in terms of that, but I'm lucky that I've worked with people that have um, hopped on and just been su super easy to work with and they're just like, whatever you, whatever you need, like just tell us if we're playing it right, tell us like if you want something changed, so I think it just, it really helped to have that supportive community of people helping me out to make that transition over. Otherwise, I I would have been, <laughs> like, struggling, I think, a lot more with bringing that dynamic from solo to a group of people. But, um, and it's, it's cool to see the change between the songs, like, from being a solo artist and then having um, people kind of, like, I'll bring the songs and then I'm like, you play whatever, like, bass line or lead guitar part you want. Like, there's suggestions that I have but like I want them to feel like they have creative freedom a little bit as well so oh, cool. it's cool to see how like the songs kind of change as well and then usually on the recordings I'll record um how like I record them and then live performances is just like play whatever part you want to want to do yeah oh it's nice god I ramble a lot sorry no no that's a cool process that's when the good stuff comes <laughs> yeah, out yeah make them ramble make yeah. them ramble make them sweat <laughs> yeah exactly well I had always thought that that's like in a really vulnerable like your this is your song this is something that you've crafted and now you're sharing it with somebody else and it's very hard at yeah, first yeah um hard. but uh yeah just especially um like I was in other bands and then all of a sudden like some of my friends in my other bands moved away and then all of a sudden this was my only project too and it was hard to uh kind of map out like where to go with that as well because I was always busy with other things so this wasn't like a necessarily like a primary focus and then all of a sudden I'm like oh this is the only musical thing I'm doing right now and like 
I've always wanted to do music for like the rest of my life hopefully and now it just comes to that question of like do I want to really put in the work and like push it any further or do I just want to keep like kind of having fun ca like casual fun with it so it's yeah yeah and it's it's tough to just um like having to be so vulnerable all the time it's exhausting <laughs> like and I need to kind of get a thicker skin when it comes to that too because um usually in other bands I'd played with it was you know everyone kind of writing the parts and like getting together in a room and you're kind of equally as like um vulnerable together I guess or like depending but like starting a solo project and bringing people in it's terrifying to to kind of yeah share share that with people but I, again I'm really lucky to have people that are treating it with care so have you ever yeah. changed lyrics or something because you're playing with a band instead of by yourself I am um you know what not really um I'm pretty usually I'm not a control freak in my daily life but uh, usually if uh like, I'm totally open to suggestions, but usually um, at the end of the day, I'm trying to kind of um, stay true to, like, what I wanted to s start for the project or, like, um, what I'm trying to convey in the songs and stuff. So I'm totally open to, like, if anyone I'm jamming with has suggestions, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to kind of have that confidence to go with, like, what I really want to want to do without, hopefully, without coming across as, like, a... <laughs> this is, you know, this is the way we're doing things, but no, I think they, they totally get, like, that, uh, yeah, that it's, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, well, the question that I meant more was, like, in terms of vulnerability, like, oh, yeah. I wrote this down, and you're like, oh, shit, oh, maybe, yeah. like, I don't want to share this, totally, like, yeah. singing solo, you can kind of, like, Keep your head down, sing your sad stuff, yeah. and like that's it. But then you're like, okay, now yeah. we're gonna sing this song all together about yeah. this. Yes. You know? um, but you've stayed pretty true to your yeah, original. Yeah, I try to just kind of uh, sometimes like when it's a really vulnerable song, I kind of like I feel like I'm almost dissociating on stage. I'm like, I'm not getting myself into like the place where I wrote this, or you know. Um, so I think it yeah, it comes down to uh, just trying to be a little bit emotionally unattached from like where the song came from um playing live but usually yeah, I'll stay stay true to uh, the lyrics that like I originally written and um except for like if I'm playing in front of like a family crowd and there's like some f-bombs or something I'll like edit those out but I always panic and I end up just like moving away from the mic and it just sounds <laughs> so obvious that, there was like, an effort made yeah. <laughs> it was fucked but really far away yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. How would you censor that though? Like, do you replace I, it? To say frick? Say I have frick? a song, yeah, where I switch out. I think frick. it's in train station floors where um, I change the, the F bomb to like mess with your head instead, which it's like every time I sing it, it just sounds so like silly because I'm so used to, to singing the. Um, but my mom, every time I do it, she's like, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> she like, appreciates There's it. There's a bunch of kids in the front row, Bailey. Like, <laughs> Do Which the right thing. <laughs> three Pete, when Egg came in, he said they do that as well. Like yeah. they like do a survey of the crowd and exactly. be like, oh, like, we no, will not no swear room. now. Yeah, exactly. I think they say mess in with us, three Pete. Oh, you... instead of fuck, fucking, freaking, yeah, yeah. Freaking. They we say are swearing podcast is is yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So that's a big one for. Um, but there's one where mess doesn't work as a substitute, so I usually just I can't remember what the word is. I think it's like the world's the world's fucking dumb or something, and I'm like. The world, 
was pretty dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's freaking dumb. So I always just move away. I need to figure that one out. Yeah. It's like sometimes you hear the radio edits and like the, some yeah. will just take it out completely and some, some will like try throw to get words. Someone will twist it and it'll yeah. be like, yeah. and it's like, like, what? Okay, like yeah. now we know. Yeah, this yeah. is more noticeable than exactly. if you just, just say like, word. For sure. Yeah. Like this is ACDC. There's no record yeah, scratches. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have like a guy side stage just like, just like oh, wow. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> God, Maybe yeah. you just need a DJ for that one yeah, part. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a volunteer Get Nick DJ. On like, oh man, there we go. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, so you've done Real Love. Are you doing any other festivals this summer? We got Trout coming up, and then you oh, Trout. Trout. Yeah, Trout. And it's, nice. Wow. Um, on this Saturday, actually, on my birthday. Which wow, how about to you? Like at, at noon, so oh. y'all are up, and uh, <laughs> so that'll be a perfect lunchtime snack—a peanut butter. We can do our peanut butter PB and Yeah. Find us. Uh, yeah, this episode's gonna come out before Trout. Find yeah. us at Trout. Find Olivia specifically. She's okay. So what my what my plan it, is is cutting the crust off of the bread Ooh. and like probably getting a wine Treating bottle us. or something like yeah. you know like that and like smush it down. Yeah, and then do like oh, a nice. jelly smush. Peanut butter, smush. I like this. Up yeah. until it's a cake, and then you can cut it into slices. I, love I like it. this. I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. I learned this great trick because I used to make sandwiches. Like for the church teas and stuff with everybody (laughs) we used to go. And they would cut bread, not like normal slices, but long ways along the thing. So you have a big long piece and then they'd roll that up. And that's how you make those fancy sandwiches. That's awesome. Thought, frick, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so they amazing. don't they don't wow. do it in the, the small way, they do it the long way. They cut their own bread with a one of those knives. <laughs> yeah. So oh. they get unsliced bread. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm planning on yeah. doing. Yeah, okay. Well. I'm gonna bring my electric knife <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the, like, out to the out to the countryside. I think that's yeah. pretty uh, yeah. That's a, that's an set essential camping. Set up a specific tent just for the PB and J It's gonna be an operation. Apply for an animation. I'm making birthday. <laughs> Things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Granted. Awesome. <laughs> you're in. Yeah, you're in. You're in. Um, can you take us through? Okay, so going to a festival, mm-hmm. everyone knows it's a sweaty experience. Yeah. It's hot. There's a lot of things to bring in. Yeah. As a musician, how is that? Like, you have equipment. You have yeah. to stay hydrated. Yeah. It's oh man. Um, it's a lot of. Do you yeah, help your band? Sorry. Do you help your band? I, like, we try, we try to, like, all, um, kind of, like, I'll send them all the details and stuff of, like, like, the show, and usually, um, like, Nick, our synth and guitar player, usually has to head back to work after festivals right away, so it's been working that we can send our equipment sometimes back oh, with nice. him, which is kind of super helpful, um, but yeah, like, usually we'll kind of, like, for festivals and stuff, I'll get the emails and stuff of, you know, what time we're supposed to be there and kind of send it off to them. And um, as for food, I don't know what everyone plans to <laughs> plans to do. Um, I, I've i been tight for money this summer, so I like as much as I would love to, like, buy at all the vendors, I've been trying to do grocery shopping and, and bring a few things. But I think for trout, I'm just going to – it's coming up really quick, and I'm like – think I get paid maybe like the day before <laughs> like Same. maybe I'll do the vendor out and like just bring some like breakfast stuff but um yeah no it's it's tough to like it's already like so much planning just to go camping but then to like play and camp as well mm-hmm. it's yeah I don't even know other than like just groceries and um usually if someone's not staying for the full festival we'll just send 
equipment back, but my original plan was just to, uh, like, if if everyone was sticking around, just to keep my, my stuff in my tent, and if anyone needs, <laughs> needs to do that as well. But, yeah, it's tough to kind of balance out all the stuff you have to bring. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you just pack your stuff when you're packing up? We usually, uh, how it worked for Real Love is we had a practice, um, I think it was like right before we headed out, so I think we we jammed at uh, Tyler, our bass player's house, and then we kind of packed everything out. I think we took two vehicles that time, so it kind of worked that we just, the festivals we've played is... um, we have a practice before we leave out leave out so i don't know if that's going to happen again for a trout and then that way we just pack up all together again and right. and head out yeah. but i guess my mindset which i guess is kind of shitty it's just yeah. like it's like your project so it's just like okay i'm packing up my guitar <laughs> and then i'm going and then you guys can pack up all your shit because <laughs> it's my show Playing for Olympus some Brown. reason that's what, yeah <laughs> yeah i was looking for bandmates <laughs> it's a tough balance because it's like it's I don't want anyone to feel like it's just, like, oh, it's just ba- the the Bailey, like, dog and pony show. Like, I want when we're playing as a band to feel, to totally feel like a unit. And, like, I want, I want the guys to feel included and, like, come to interviews and stuff. Like, w- when we went out to um, Sled Island, I'm like, I want you guys to, like, feel like a part of everything and experience. Because it's like, at the end of the day, I couldn't do this without, like, friends supporting me and, like, and giving, donating their time into helping out and... And like, you know, taking the time to learn the song. So it's it's definitely I'm like, I want you guys to feel like a unit and like we're doing things together. So I try to try to make everyone feel like included. But it is a hard uh hard dynamic. It's like I, I hope I'm doing everything right and like it's a stress you kinda like a stress I didn't realize just like people in people management. I was like, I just wanna write songs and and like and then it totally the more you kinda start playing shows, the more you kinda have to think about like okay, like, what does this mean for all of us? And, and so I want everyone to feel like, to feel like a part of it, but it's, um, yeah. So you're not a diva is what you're saying. I, I'm trying. I hope I'm not. <laughs> I hope I'm not. Yeah. I hope they would tell me if it's like, oh, and we, yeah, we had a, we went touring and stuff. And then I think we kind of figured out all of our, uh, kind of things that we had a big talk, like big three hour talk after tour and kind of like cleared the air about a bunch of things and like how we were feeling so that was that was helpful too and um what came up Ooh, oh. <laughs> we I think it just came down to like we had a lot of uh we spent a lot of time together and um we hadn't really talked about the project if it was like a solo project or if we were like we hadn't talked about like anyone's ex- expectations and stuff before going so I think there was like maybe some miscommunications and and so we were able to kind of clear that all up and I, I just kind of said my piece they said theirs and we were, we're uh hopefully yeah I think we we cleared everything up so <laughs> Wait, sounds healthy yeah, yeah we were hoping for something I, spicy but that's okay like, yeah <laughs> like, yeah no they're they're all great they're all uh they had to deal with me like being I was super stressed on tour and they were really great at keeping me like level-headed I it was my first time like planning a tour and, and stuff and I was just you did it all by yourself I, uh, when I, as soon as we got into SLED, um, I kind of was looking to at booking, I was like, okay, because uh, up until this point I hadn't been saving any, like, band money or anything, so I was, um, trying to save money for gas, because I was like, I don't want people to have to, like, pay for gas and stuff, and, and I had a few connections or friends that helped me kind of 
put together like a show in Saskatoon and like a few things but um yeah getting all the places work out where we're gonna stay and everything it was it was a lot of uh <laughs> yeah a lot of planning and I think I was just like stressed the whole time because it's like you know you're worrying like is everyone having a good time and like um and yeah no I'm a pretty like scatterbrains person so I tried to think of everything like in terms of planning and making sure we were doing it cheaply but we definitely didn't get groceries enough, that's for sure. <laughs> and yeah, that was, I think we we're all just like so excited to be at like the festival. So it was like, oh, let's just go out and like figure out food later. Um, but that's one thing, yeah, for touring next year is like, just like as soon as roll into where you're staying for a few days, it's just get like a bunch of, bunch of groceries and everything. And yeah, I know it was a lot of, it was a lot of planning though. Yeah. Um, I always get like a, like one of the things I'm yeah. so into is like when a band is on tour yeah. and they like are taking photos or videos of yeah. people making food in the van. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, what are they eating? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's all, like something that I'm so into is just like, yeah, what on like, earth are they eating? eating? Yeah. And like yeah. making sandwiches in the car on top of a cooler totally. with like. Let's, we uh, last summer when I was touring with my other band, um, our singer's mom gave us hard boiled eggs. <laughs> And wow. They lasted till we got to uh, Saskatchewan, and then we like were like it felt so like we were just sitting in the street like peeling back eggshells and like eating them. And it was just like that was probably the weirdest thing I've eaten on tour, but it was delicious. Yeah, it was like healthy. It's so, protein. Yeah, this tour it was a lot. Of, it was a really short kind of. I think it was like a week, and um, we were staying in Calgary for most of the time, so. Um, I had bought like a bunch of like granola bars and just things to kind of like snack on in the car and, but yeah, no, I was, I should have brought like sandwiches and stuff cause that would have saved like having to get lunch and stuff every day and, mm -hmm. and sandwich you know. ingredients. You exactly. can't make yeah. pre-make sandwiches. Yeah, they're just all like, like soggy. soggy. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. Not about yeah. those soggy sandwiches. No. <laughs> no, no. My thing was I always panic when you're like when you have all this stuff, I my like the cheese will go bad. I never pick up enough ice for everything to stay cold. Yeah. And then I just like, I, there's always a collective moment where we're just like, fuck it, McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, for, for real love, it was the same thing. Like, it was so hot. Yeah. That like, my roommate went, bought food. I just like opened the cooler and it just looked like yeah, shitty exactly. soup. Exactly. It was just like it, meat, just bananas, everything. Smells, yeah. yeah. Rolling around in water, and it was yeah. like, that's a hard nope for me. That was kind of like, yeah, this past tour was kind of just like, oh, I feel like there's just so much going on, you know? Let's just, like, we're gone for a week. We can, Holiday. Yeah, it's like, it was more, I wanted to kind of treat it as, as like, you know, um, it's not like a full tour where you're, like, playing every single night. I was like, let's, like, yeah, kind of treat it like a, a holiday as well. That was, in in my eyes, that's kind of how I wanted to see it as well, so... But yeah, definitely. Could have been cheaper. <laughs> but yeah. I want to talk about sad songs. Ooh, what sure. What is your perception of this sad song culture right yeah. now? That it's like the thing to be sad and singing about it. Yeah. Um, it's a revolution. <laughs> I think like it's, in terms of just like talking about uh, mental health, I think it's definitely brought um, like more of a light to kind of feeling like you can talk about that and like, and not feel like, super alone in that in a sense like you you know it's like yeah from all the like sad songs coming out and everything it's like okay you know people are going through shit so um I think it, it definitely helps make people maybe not feel so alone um 
but I also like I hope it's coming from like a, a place of like you know like when you're writing a song like hoping to connect with people and not just like writing a sad song for the sake of like yeah. <laughs> writing a sad yeah. song um <clears throat> so like that's what I like I connect with a lot of sad songs I guess and just in terms of um yeah just like going through my depressive episodes and stuff it's it's nice to be able to listen to um songs that kind of like touch on that those feelings and everything and just knowing that like like even though you know you're not alone it's like oftentimes when you're feeling like super shitty you're like no one else is feeling this way like screw the world but then like to have those like little reminders every once in a while and like there's a lot of artists that I think are writing really like um like honest music and I think it's all up to interpretation but like I I think it's I think it's like a it is interesting how it did become such a culture though all of a sudden but I think that also comes to like just people being feeling like they can be more vulnerable and open without being judged as much as like maybe even like 10 years ago kind of thing in terms of of being open about mental health and struggling I think like it's come a long way from even on I don't know if um like on Instagram I've noticed two people are a lot more like I feel like when Instagram was first around it was just like putting up all the good things like oh I'm on vacation in Cabo and I mean it still is and whatever I think it'll always be that way but I think people are kind of being a little bit more honest about uh struggles and stuff as well and it doesn't it's not just constantly like especially stories I find yeah like people's Instagram stories because they're so temporary that it's yes. just like it, you yeah. can feel like you can like be more just, vulnerable and then be like okay I've said like yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got it out yeah. and people saw and now they know sort yeah. of thing yeah, yeah I was talking about that with a friend of mine where like kind of saying like even five years ago, like, Instagram felt like such a, like, show of, look how happy I am, and it still is, but I think, yeah, there's more, I think more and more people feeling like you can be honest if you're having, like, a a shit time, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. not all sunshine and lollipops all the time, which is kind of just, like, refreshing to see, I think, and, yeah. So who's your favorite sad band, local sad, sad band? Local Can't pick yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I would, we oh. had to make that a rule. Well, the most <laughs> popular one in Winnipeg right now, according to the charts, if I were to say, I, myself. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. <laughs> I'm I the best. really love um, Taylor Jansen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, like, just her lyrics are just so, like... And they just took me back the first time I, I heard them. Like, it was just so real and so honest. And she's so young, too, like, I think. And I was just like, this is... I wish I could write songs like that now, you know? <laughs> like, it was just super... Uh, I saw her play live for the... I heard her, um, like, on social media and stuff and, like, listened to some of her tracks but online prior to Real Love. But I, the first time I saw her play live was at... The exact same it. experience for me. I was, like, floored. I was yeah, like, me too. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish we could have her back. Because yeah. we talked about, like, poop most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, when I listen to her music online, I'm like, oh, she's just good. Yes. She's just so good. Exactly. And then when I, like, saw her perform it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, like... We had a genius in our living yeah, room. Talked right? about poop. And we talked about yeah. poop with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, Shame on us. You know what, though? She she just had a release. Uh, yeah. Interpersonal just came out. Yes. And she's been sharing on her stories some of the interviews that she's been doing. A lot of poop-related stuff. That's awesome. So I think, yeah. I think we're, we're in the wheelhouse of... of yeah. That was the same sort of thing that about. Jen Dirksen said. Like, oh yeah, Jen... Uh, Taylor... 
I almost said Jensen. Taylor came in and did a, a bench session. Yeah. Wow, that's hard to say. Taylor did a bench <laughs> session because her last name's Jensen, but Jensen also uh, did that. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Taylor did a bench session and she's like, yeah, she's great. She likes to talk about poop. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, awesome. that's her thing, I guess. Yeah. Like, write a song about it. Get, yeah. get those and feelings I, out, you know? I love uh, Some songs about poop. <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah, she's also an artist, just I've noticed just from her social media, too, that just seems very, like, down to earth and, like, like very, uh, like, just, I think, just connecting with people, I think. And I, I just, like, I just thought it was so cool that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I was just, like, floored. Uh, yeah. Like, real life. I'm, like... Sitting like sunburnt and like you know like drinking a water and I'm like, what? I, yeah. Like kind of like go and sit over. I'm like, this is amazing. So goosebumps kind of hurt when yes. you have sunburn oh. too, right? So you're just like, Ooh, yeah, damn, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a yeah. full body experience. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm really excited for her and just to see like for sure. where she goes and yeah, it was very. I'd say that's my. It's my number one right now, like. <laughs> and she's also just become official, like has the little check mark yes. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go, girl! Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like needs to be confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Yes, this is yes. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. which and is I, so cool. And it's just awesome seeing like, like more female artists and more non-binary artists, like just having a platform for music. Like I've noticed festivals over the years too. I've just been like trying to give more like open spaces and stuff to to that like there's yeah like when we played um sled island too there was like i don't think a show that i went to that didn't have like a female artist or a non-binary artist and it was just it was yeah i'm just excited i think it's like a really good time to be like in the music scene as compared to like probably like 10 years ago you know it's mm -hmm. yeah it's, I'm, I'm pumped about it <laughs> what are you not pumped about Ooh, <laughs> I got Now we can do it. Called out. Um, yeah, no, I can only imagine, like, just because there's a few things that, um, that just kind of grind my gears. Like, I, like, I've had a lot of, I think I made a status about it a while ago, and I think we were maybe, like, talking on the status about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still do get a lot of, like, random, like, dudes coming up. Like, I, I can't remember. There's a show I played... And it, it sucks because it's like, I, like we were saying, I think it's like a lot of well-intentioned stuff, maybe, like just to be helpful, but um, like a lot of mansplaining, I think, still in the, uh, <laughs> in the music community sometimes. Like uh, I had somebody just kind of come up to me after we were finished playing and they're like, that pedal you're using is like terrible. Like you should get a, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, it's just, I don't have money to buy equipment right now. Like, like just the fact that you have to explain yourself, you know, like, mm -hmm. like that, like, you know, I, it's just, it seems like things that you don't see other guys going up to other guys and being like, I'm going to like tell you about your equipment and what you're using. It's like, I'm aware of what I'm using and I'm aware it's not great, but like some of my favorite bands literally play like $10 guitars. Like it's, it's not, to me, it's really not about equipment at all it's you know if one day you can afford better equipment that's awesome but I think on, on a stage you can tell if people are like passionate about what they're doing and they're trying to convey messages through their songs it's like why do you feel the need to comment on on equipment and stuff and it's like you get a lot of that and um like that and, oh, another comment that like kind of oh I'm just gonna go off guys do it. <laughs> I'm sorry do it, Another comment I got recently was, because when I wrote the album, I, like, wrote a, like, a collection of ten songs, and then 
I was like, it'd be fun to like get friends to play on the album. And like, cause I, I can, like, I feel like you're constantly trying to have to prove yourself, you know, like in terms of, um, I, I feel like, like I could play guitar, bass, keys, sing on my album, but I was like, you know, I think it'd be fun to bring people in. And, um, so I got people to like friends to play on the album. It was like fun making it. I feel like it'd just be funner doing that. And then I had a, not, not anyone that played on the album, but somebody, I not I don't want to name drop, but like somebody <laughs> that I know and um, was just like, oh, it's like a Beyonce album where you have like 15 writers on it. And I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> like Beyonce is a queen. So just don't even, yeah. And like, <laughs> and like, second of all, it's like, okay, like I hate, to say, and I don't want to sound egotistical, but it's like, I wrote all the songs, mm -hmm. um, like, and then, like, I had people, like, if they wanted to contribute a part that they had written to it, but it's like, to, I don't know, it just kind of stuff, like, where you feel like, now I'm like, oh, just the next EP I make, I'm just gonna do it all by myself, and just, like, <laughs> prove that I can do it, because I feel like you constantly just, maybe it's just the stuff that bugs me, but I just mm -hmm. feel like, kind of, the stubbornness in me is like, now I'm like, now I have to prove that I can actually, like, do everything by myself <laughs> which is a shitty place to put you yeah like now you can't think about who like who your friends you can't make it a collaborative experience for other people, people because some guy it, i was like oh you're just like riding off other people and like trying to i was just like no i just wanted it to be fun because and i honestly when i made this album i just was like um i dropped out of college and my plan it was like creative communications and my plan for second year was to make and like market my own album and, and when I dropped out I was like I have this proposal I made for it I'm just gonna do the album anyways even though I'm not in school and and make a fun experience out of it not thinking like I would even be really playing shows after I was like that would be nice but it was totally just for like I had free time and I was like I've always wanted to put out an album and I just thought it'd be fun to get friends to play on it and then you get comments kind of like from an outside perspective that's like oh yeah it's like 15 writers on there and I'm like <laughs> Oh my god! And it's, then yeah, that's I'm sorry wild, that happened. Yeah. That's oh like, no, that's okay. Such a it's terrible. Thing. It's totally. I'm just learning to get like a thicker skin and not because I feel like my mom's always telling me like, oh, you just take things too personally and like I'm like, but like you know like I'm, take it personally, yeah, because it is like there's like Jody's yeah uh, like podcast as well was saying yeah. like if something like. If something's irking you, yeah. then there's it's for a reason. Exactly. Like, let yeah. the things that don't bother you not bother you. Like, yeah. But if they do, then it's for a reason. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, like, that person needs to be checked. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable. <laughs> Call him out! <laughs> Call him Hold out. out. <laughs> Break the button. Yeah, there's certain things that I definitely, like, equipment stuff, if, like, random people are coming up and just like, oh, you should be doing, using this or should be doing this on stage. I'm like, I just try not to like, let it get to me, stuff like that. But when someone's like, literally like, kind of almost, it feels like a discredit for like the work that you've actually put. Like, cause it, like for me, it, ta it takes me a long time to like write a song from start to finish and like not overthink the lyrics. And like, you know, like it's a process of kind of like, usually I'll write a song and I'm like, ugh, like no. And then I'll have to go back to it and like really work on it and try to like, but yeah, so it's just infuriating when like, you just feel like kind of people just don't think that you can do it on your own. And it's like, I can, I just chose to include people and have a fun time with it. Like, and I, the album, like, I'm so thankful for everyone that contributed on it. And it's like, I think it would have been like, I'm glad, so glad how it turned out and everything. But yeah, it's, it almost just makes you want to like, like a four song EP just to prove to people. It's like... 
Yeah. So, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that your, like, vulnerability and insecurity in some of the songs lyrically makes people think that you don't know what you're doing? Totally. I get I get vibes like that all the time from, I'm not a very confident person, I'm not very, um, I have a problem, like, when I have an issue, I end up just, like, being really emotional about it. I'll, like, like I feel like maybe I never learned how to deal with conflicts growing up, because I'll usually just cry if I'm frustrated or, like, like, feeling... But yeah, I think I definitely sometimes, because I'm kind of, I, like, maybe can come off, I don't want to, like, say dumb, but I feel like sometimes I can come off dumb, and, like, sometimes I do need, like, you know, like, I have maybe silly questions and stuff, but it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, I do know what I set out to do for this project, and I do know what I want to do as a musician. It's just, like, sometimes I'm just going to take maybe not the steps that, like other people would take exactly or like yeah it just feels like that insecurity and vulnerability maybe people just think yeah you don't know what you're what you're doing and it's like I swear I do just give me time right (laughs) and then also like coming from I don't know who this person was but if we're looking at numbers we're a numbers podcast yeah if we're looking at numbers it looks like you might be you might know what the fuck you're doing yeah doing things a little bit differently yeah, and not the so same much. way that they're doing it. Maybe they should be taking notes from you. And maybe they should be sitting down and listening to you talk about it. Because having 15 people on the album has done something for you. And them having those four same people, five same people yeah. in their project. And being not number one on these charts. Like, you know what? Oh, thanks, Olivia. It's Tell it's... them to kiss your ass. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to kiss I'm... my ass, too. Called out. Called out. But it's like, it's... You're, you're getting success out of whatever you're doing. Oh, so whatever well, process you. that you're doing, maybe it's just like, it's so, open it's, your ears. It's sometimes frustrating, yeah, you'll get... <laughs> Shut I your mouth, open your ears. A lot of well-intentioned comments, but it's like, I've been like, and I think for me, it was like, music is something that I've always done as like an escape and like something that I've done out of the pure enjoyment of doing it. And I just feel lucky that I get to do it. And um, I think just like, I in the beginning, I didn't really take it seriously at all. I was just kind of like, I just want to have fun with this and, like, play shows. And, like, I think people can tell when you're, like, you're just grateful to have experiences and, and you know, playing shows and getting to play music and getting people together. I, like, I can totally tell when a band takes themselves too seriously and it makes it kind of inauthentic to me. Like, it's, like, I think it's good to take yourself seriously, but don't, like, kind of over... Like, don't get too big of an ego. I mean, we're, like, you know, it's, right. it's, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to just, like, because I, I, I don't know, I, I think it's, maybe I'm not doing it, like, the way that other people would, but um, I just feel kind of like the way I've been doing it right now is working okay, and I'm, like, you know, I'm ready to make tweaks when I need to, but, like, I'm, I'm not gonna make it into something it isn't, and, like, you know, it's like, I think there comes a point where you do need to maybe take it more seriously, but it's like, I'm not making a profit off of this, you know, like, it's like, I just want to do it for, for fun. And like, if, if one day it does become profitable, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm like doing it to connect with people and doing it so that like, you know, like it's my form of therapy to write songs. And I don't like, it's, I never wrote them to like, you know, for a specific reason, it was just like, if this helps somebody else out, or if this kind of, if people can connect with it, that's awesome. If not, like, you know, whatever. And I think that's just kind of not thinking about it too much. I find the more I think about it, and the more, oh, what move do I have to make next? Or what, like, I get too stressed out, and it's not fun for me anymore. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, rambling again. <laughs> well, I really like your your live shows as well. Like, oh, there's thank definitely you. like there's um the barrier between you and the audience is like non-existent. You oh, know what I mean? Thanks. It's just like they are part of the show, you know, and it's just like a really great thing to see. I saw you play at Excuse for the Rust. The House Owl. Oh, what was it? Oh house my, Owl Rust? The Rust Owl uh, release show. But yeah. what was it called? Oh, Rust Cat Bonfire. Rust Cat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like, oh. That was great. A magical night of, like, friends and, like, I just, it's one of my favorite nights. It was just, like, unlike anything I'd ever, like, experienced. Just, just all, like, I just felt, like, you just, you know those nights where you just feel like you're just surrounded by the right people? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was... I don't know how to describe and it. What had happened at the show? You people were like asking for an encore, and like the oh, people oh, we didn't, didn't know, and then they like <laughs> switched the bass player. Like people yeah. came on stage and started playing different <laughs> yeah, instruments and stuff. Yeah. They're like, let's put together a song for the encore quickly. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> killing it! Oh, thank you. That was so great. Oh, it was fun. It was um, yeah, it was one of my one of my favorite nights. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I think a lot of it, like, I, I, not to go back to Tegan and Sarah again, but, like, growing up, I, I, like, went to a lot of their shows, and I really admired how they, like, connected with the audience, and, like, would tell, I think people have, um, like, I think you either like banter or you don't, kind of, mm-hmm. um, I honestly am a sucker for banter if it's, like, if it's, like, um, you know, in the right place, or if... Tegan if, and Sarah have great banter. I think they're awesome. I hate banter, but theirs was just, like, yeah, on point. Yeah, it depends if it's done. Yeah, I, like, I just think it's it's awesome, and they, you know, tell you, like, super personal stories about the songs, and, like, and you feel like you're getting an experience out of it, too. Like, you're, you feel connected with them, and I think that's, like, all I want to do music for is just to connect with people and make people feel like, you know, you're coming to a show, you're also, like, part of the experience, and, like... And just, I feel like humans go through so many similar experiences together that, you know, you don't even talk about or, like, feel like you, you can't, re- like, you feel alone sometimes and that no one relates. But, like, like I find going into a Tegan and Sarah concert and they're talking about, like, some awful breakup they went through. And it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, how someone talks so openly about that. Mm-hmm. And, and you just feel like, oh, it's just... Like and sometimes don't... they don't know the stories yeah, either. And they're yeah. like, that's what this song is about? Yeah, like, this yeah. album is 20 years old. Yeah. Are you serious? It's awesome. It's just such a Did you fun... go to the one at the Bird? Um, I don't think... I went to the one... Or sorry, at the Pantages. Pantages. Yes, the, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Where, yeah. like, one of them had to go to the bathroom. Yes, and they're like, yeah. anybody else? And yeah. the bass player's like, yeah, me too, yeah, actually. Exactly. So, like, just sat on the like stage that, and waited for everybody to go to the bathroom, I like, mid-show. It's like, I think some people are, like, so wor- so worried about, like, airtime on stage. And it's like, we can't have any, like, lulls or anything. And I totally agree. Like, keep the show running as swiftly as possible. But it's like, we're all human. Like, it's like, if you need to take some time to, like, tune or, like you know, do something, it's, like, the audience is gonna understand that, and, like, I think it's just, yeah, having that, like, connection with people, I'm just trying my best to, like, to just, you know, it's about the music, but it's also about, like, feeling and, and connecting, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, being, uh, what are the weirdest, um, like, people that have recognized you, or, like, weirdest publications that have contacted you for an interview or like that type of stuff aside from us aside from (laughs) um, we're pretty weird when we oh that's a good that's a good question actually it's funny i was at a one of my uh my brother's friend's wedding socials and i was standing outside like i think i was like having a smoke or something and i was just alone and someone came up to me um 
who I, who I know now, actually, and it was like, you're House Panther, and then they just kind of walked away. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, you, you know my, like, name? That's weird. That's awesome. I'd love to see away. their side of the story. Yeah. Like, I saw House Panther standing there, <laughs> and I got so nervous, so all I did was yell at them, <laughs> and then run away. Well, it's funny, he, he actually messaged me on Facebook later, he's like, sorry for being awkward. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, that, is, that is adorable. Um... So that was like I I mean I don't think people like recognize me uh, that that was just like a that was just a cool experience and it was funny I was laughing about this with the guys because like I'm always asking um like when we're on our way to to sled like sled island sends out like media contacts so if you want to like contact anyone reach out and like get an interview or something while you're out there and uh, it was funny I think I we were in the van and I had emailed that I I really like she she shreds magazine and I was just like this is never going to happen, but I'm just going to email them. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, sorry, like, I don't think we'll be able to make it to any more shows, but, like, would you maybe want to do an interview about your gear? And me and the guys were laughing because, like, I know nothing about gear. And, like, and I was like, oh, man, like, I really want to do this interview, but, like, I know nothing about, like, my gear is the most basic um, setup. And, like, so we didn't end up doing it, but I just thought that was funny that, like, it was like the one thing to talk about that I know like kind of not the one thing oh god I, I sound so <laughs> you should call them back yeah. you should be like you know what I do want to do it <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the most basic thing so yeah. all these girls that shred be like you know what you can yeah. shred with nothing <laughs> um call them back but it was yeah it was awesome the the lady I was talking to was like oh if you have like a another EP coming out or something like let us know and we can like maybe work out writing something up nice. or, and I was like it was just like a very sweet like I think her name was Cynthia from She Shreds and she was really really nice just trying to like find things that we could talk about and I was like I gear wise I, like, <laughs> I don't know how much I could give you <laughs> but um yeah I know so we we talked a bit about she got some quotes from me for from like the experience at Sled Island and just like um like what Sled Island could be doing better or like um did you think there was enough like female and non-binary people included and yeah, it was, it was, that was cool. That was like cool. pretty much, uh, it was like my low key dream. I love that magazine. So it was, yeah, but that was been the weirdest, I think the two weirdest and coolest things that have happened. If you could get promoted by any news magazine, Ooh. who, what would be your That's favorite and why? Question. That's a really good question. Cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to be honest. Low-key. Yeah. Low-key, that's my dream. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Keep the podcast going. Time and, uh, Magazine yeah. Person of the Year. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question. There's a lot of um, music. Well, what really... have you been in so far? Ooh, not, not, uh, not really, like... Stylist for local, sure. Yeah, like the local scene is awesome for for promoting and uh, sound phrase and fury. Um, Stylist, there has been. Um, I met a, a friend Louise. She's doing. She runs Drop Pictures as well. She's from. She was from France, living in Canada now, and she just messaged me one day, and we did like a a live acoustic video. That was that was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what other musical publications i think there was like an article in like beat root beat root beat okay. route. yeah yeah um just yeah. just like lightly touching on like the reviews at sled and stuff but and then actually uh you reviewed oh. the album <laughs> i did 
I reviewed the album. <laughs> On the, the Manitoba? <laughs> yeah. How'd you like it? I, no, I thought, like, it was refreshing to see, like, a, uh, like, a totally, because, you know, I feel like sometimes reviews are just trying to be, like, really, really nice, you know, and I, I thought that, like, when I released the album, I totally knew that, like, I ran out of time to get certain songs, like, mastered and stuff, so I thought it was, like... What did you say? No, no, I, was... <laughs> I called her up! Yeah, no, <laughs> that's... Bow, bow. No, that's fine. I respect that, though, because it's, like... I didn't... I didn't call you. No, up, no, it I... wasn't... It wasn't rude at all. It was just, like, speaking, like, the truth. It was, um... Talking about just, like, levels and... Yeah, it was just yeah. that, like, all I said... I was, like, it's great. The lyrical content is great. The songs are great, but it's, like... The first song is loud, and then the yeah. second one is quiet, and then you go and you turn it up, and, and then the li- third song, it's like, boom! Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, And that is, that is totally my bad. I, uh... So I pretty much said, this would be a five if, the, <laughs> oh, if I didn't oh. blow the roof off my house, but it did, yeah. so three and a half. <laughs> so I felt so bad that I, uh, guitar, like, guitar player and synth player, Nick, um, he was mastering songs, but I was like, I am so bad at getting things done on deadline, so then we had to get the album printed, and there was like two songs and that I, I hadn't mastered at all and uh oh it's funny story I actually Tyler um Eric and Brett from Tusk helped me mix the second song on the album and I I thought I was like oh, okay it's mixed that means it's mastered as well <laughs> and then I found out that's not the same thing at all so. <laughs> I just found this out the other day I was talking to someone about it yeah. I was like oh I'm interviewing House Panther Bailey sorry I call now that I know, you are Bailey, House Panther is the band, so yeah. I don't have to make them the same thing, because I feel like I do. But I was like, I'm interviewing Bailey, and I was like, I don't know if she ever read my album review, but I just was like, my friend was with me at the time, I was like, yeah. what? what is the yeah. thing that's wrong with this right now? And he's like, it's called mastering. I'm like, yeah. great, because yeah. I didn't know the words. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I first started doing album reviews, I had knew nothing about music, yeah. and I always... Okay, I shouldn't say that. But I've always had boyfriends that are musicians. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, what's the thing that's like, oh. Yeah, And they're yeah. like, this. And I'm like, great. What and then I put in my album review. Oh. Yeah, what is that thing? <laughs> um, there's something, like a tremolo. Is that what that's called? Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Tremolo. Huh. What do you, how, do you, how do you play it? It's oh, just, uh, oh, that sound. Oh. <laughs> the sound of like trembling. That's yeah. how I think of it in my head. Trembolo. It's called a tremolo. Tremolo. That's awesome. Or like timbre I had to learn yeah. and like oh. mastering I had to yeah. learn. So then the other day I was like, oh yeah, it was like the mastering. And then my f- yeah. friend Jen was just like, yeah, that's super hard. And like, <laughs> it's yeah. like not a thing that is easy to do. And I was like, yeah. wow, I feel like such an ass. Because I thought I was like, just <laughs> so, make it the same volume. Why didn't you make it the same volume? Yeah, like, that's not, totally you can't do it. it I totally didn't realize, yeah, how much work it was to, because uh, like, yeah, Nick, Nick Mann uh, has, was like just a saint and just like would, like I'd send him all these like mess of files and then he'd mix them and master them. And I totally like, I think he was going on a work trip and the album had to be printed like, kind of like I think maybe it was just like time overlap and I was like here's all these songs and he's like so I have time to do this amount and I was like that's totally fair and um so yeah there's just there's two songs that I I didn't uh master but that was totally my bad in deadline planning and (laughs) everything so you could just call them like the raw like uncut yeah yeah yeah. I'm thinking when I like if I ever run out of like the uncut yeah the the raw files (laughs) I'm thinking if I ever run out of like the cd prints when I get them printed again I'll just like 
um, pay Nick to just be like, hey, buddy, can you do the last two? And, uh, <laughs> and then just do the, then just put them up for free or something on Bandcamp for the mastered, previously unmastered. You'll do a deluxe edition? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just the same song. <laughs> yeah, all the same songs. And the here's other them two so that your ears yeah. don't. <laughs> Finally finished those last two. <laughs> Purchase deluxe edition. Yeah. For <laughs> 20 bucks. But uh, yeah, I saw, I said, Saw that like I had no idea if you had ever seen it. I was just like, no, totally. I know I appreciate like oh man, I appreciate it yeah. uh, like because I think a lot of sometimes like like I appreciate a good like honest critique. You know, like yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like and sometimes like the same people thing. dance around, and it was it was good too because it's like I I knew like when I just ran out of time and got them printed. I'm like, one hundred percent people are gonna like notice or like make and I just was like totally okay with that because right like, yeah cool. which so is the same sort of thing that Jody said too is yeah. like when you know that you exactly mess something up that you're just like meh exactly. whatever it's like fine yeah so I yeah. just like figured you just go like yeah she cut me yeah so we've got to wrap this up just because I, yeah. I think everyone is getting warm and we got to turn the AC yeah. on pretty we also yeah. didn't get the the publication that you actually yeah. want to be in so we'll do rapid fire on that I've got one more question after yeah uh, one more rapid fire you probably got three more <laughs> no I <haven't. laughs> publication 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 pub- um oh my goodness Oh my goodness, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I'm panicking. I'll probably think of it tonight. You just want a yeah. She Shreds feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that, yeah. We're going to contact Cynthia. Yeah. We're going to make yeah. this happen. It's like, please, yeah. anything. <laughs> um, okay, then I'll jump to my other rapid fire question. Yes. Now that you've put out the first album, what, not taking advice from anyone else, what do you want to bring from, like a lesson you've learned from this album to your next one? Totally. Um, or since your last album too. Yes. More prep work for sure this was kind of like I set up the release show and then wasn't done the album <laughs> so, so I'm a huge procrastinator so like more just like more prep work and more time to to really like finish the songs and everything and I think um I want to do the anything I release I want to try to change with each thing I put out so like try to add different elements that maybe weren't in the first album and kind of grow with each grow with each album um but now I do feel like I have to like make an EP with like uh-huh. <laughs> just uh. um but yeah no I I think just more prep work and and that would be the huge thing cool yeah. cool well I don't have any more questions no more questions okay Oh, wait, can you talk? Uh, <laughs> well, Jay would talk so kindly about oh, you. Did you hear that? Sweetheart, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm super pumped for him. He has, like, a album coming out, I think, in the fall, he was saying. So, yeah, yeah he's been a huge help, too. Like, the first um, few tracks I released, I would, like, send him my guitar parts, and he would add, like, electronic drums and stuff to them, and, yeah, really helped me. I think those were the two songs I applied to, like, um, some festivals with, too, so I was, like, yeah, he's been, like, a huge supporter in, in nice. helping me kind of, um, yeah, do some recording. And, like, he, he knows so much more about, um, like, music, like, sonically and stuff and how to, like, make more layered parts. He's like, he's like, Bailey, like, you, like, should add, you know, like, think about adding, like, maybe a lead part on this song. Because normally I'm just like, oh, just guitar. Like, I grew up listening to a lot of two-piece bands, so I'm like, guitar and drums. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, okay, a lot of my songs, when I do that, they sound... A lot similar so it definitely helped push me to kind of think about music a bit differently as well um so yeah huge yeah huge shout out to him as well because yeah cool yeah. and it's cool because he is 
equally as modest as you are and you're like saying you both are like looking up to yeah. each other in a yeah. sense we're making yeah, a crisscross action yeah, we crisscross both, we you're both looking... like struggle yeah. so much with our mental health so we're usually like we're like oh i want to quit music no don't do it it's a really good uh yeah like just being yeah in. you're on opposite cycles yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah. Just line i have a, i have a friend on an opposite cycle yeah. every, every once in a while exactly. we both end up at the bottom and like let's both yeah. quit everything at the exactly. same time and we're like yeah support for quitting everything but we yeah. both know we can <laughs> yeah it sounds fantastic yeah, yeah totally uh, bailey thank you so thank much thank you so much since like, you didn't get your um magazine in, i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say you want to go for time person of the year oh yeah, yeah. person you know, of the century just, wow. yeah <laughs> right wow. next to george clooney no he was sexiest man of the, of the year or something like way back yeah. <laughs> and i'm like i don't he can still win know. it. He can yeah, still win it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Blake Shelton got it recently, and people think my dad looks like Blake Shelton. <laughs> like, so he's I'm... really full oh, of himself. Yeah, yeah. That year like was hell it up for in us. The kitchen yeah. or something. It was hell. And he's just like, anytime anybody would do anything, he's like, I could be married to Gwen Stefani right now. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like stop. Dad. <laughs> dad, not again, no. please. <laughs> okay, thank you, Bailey. Yeah, thank you, you Bailey. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Brought to you by Ego Picks. Bye. If you want more great episodes, you should visit papercutwinnipeg.com. They're all great. We promise. Here's a cut from our interview next week with Carrie Bryson. You just kind of send things off and let things go. And I don't want to hold on to much. So this is that too. Like the artwork that I do. If someone else is going to get to appreciate it and have it in their home, or if someone likes it enough to actually spend money on something that I've done, then I don't ever need to see it again. That's satisfaction enough.